0: What's up, Jaguar fans? Welcome back to the Jags Den Podcast. It has been way too long. I am your host, Phil Smith, a.k.a. Phil the Filipino. Joined, as always, uh, by James Johnson, Jacob DeLawrence. Gentlemen, how are you doing on this very, very cold Thursday afternoon? Thursday evening, I should say, no matter where you are. You're in Texas. Be quiet. It's not that cold. It's like 25 (laughs) degrees here. Hey, it
1: snowed in Florida yesterday, so there you go.
2: Yeah, I saw that on... uh on TV, it was like flooring, uh, flo- snowing, should I say, on Florida State's campus, which is something that don't happen often. Uh, but that being said, I'm good, can't complain, glad to be back um, as we are pretty much, I guess this is almost a year away from when I first found out I got the job. So, you know, shout outs to, to the whole Jaguar fan base, or should I say our, all our readers and everybody who supported us along the way. Uh, as it's it's pretty much been a year, because the site actually went live, if I'm not mistaken, probably February or the month after. I want to say uh, it's like
1: year. March.
2: Yeah, March, something like that. So um, yeah, everybody, thanks for supporting us, and uh, somehow we are still here. <laughs> we haven't been <laughs> shut down. <laughs> hey guys,
1: USA Today, yet. we're still here, not canceled. We love you guys. I say. know. <laughs> somehow. Also, also, Phil, where's the confetti for the year mark for our man James, huh?
0: Um, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how to – I can do it on on Skype here. Hold on. Uh, there you go. Look at that little – see that little awesome right there. That's okay. <laughs> the best that I could uh, – that's the best that I could do. Well, um, you know, it's been a while since we all talked, guys, and, you know, I'm very happy to sit here and and, you know, be the podcast for the AFC South champion, Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, what a – Woo! What a crazy, crazy year. Um, gosh, just uh, not, not sure. Hold on. This is what I want to do. There we go. AFC <laughs> South champion, Jacksonville Jaguars. That's what I'm talking about. We got the playoff game coming up. DJ uh, drama. <laughs> so lots to get into, guys. Lots to catch up on um, about what's going, gone on in the last couple weeks. Also heading into the playoff game against Buffalo here on Sunday in Everbank, first playoff game they have hosted since the 1999 AFC Championship game. That Oof. was against the <sighs> hated Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of the Titans, that is who Jacksonville wrapped up their regular season against, uh, Week 17. It was pretty simple. Jacksonville wins, you keep Tennessee out. Um, we were Some of us were a little surprised that all the starters played. They played to win. It <laughs> didn't look... Did not look so great in the in the attempt. Um, there's, you know, I'm gonna go over a few of the the box score stats here, and then we're gonna get into the five takeaways that we had as far as the game. Blake Bortles, not a not a great game. Fifteen to 34, 158 yards, two interceptions. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he had nineteen carries, sixty-nine yards nice Depressing. um Leonard Fournette <laughs> uh, also four catches 67 yards Alan Hearns is hit in his return three catches 38 yards Keelan Cole baby four catches, 33 yards um other than that not too much going on for the offense um we let's see we did have Marcel Darius had a sack Barry Church and Dante Fowler both each had half a sack um as well Telvin Smith leading the way seven tackles to assisted so not a whole lot to write home about guys um jadon mickens Corey grant nothing going on as far as special teams no fake punts that was pretty disappointing um <laughs> so guys we're gonna start off with the with the first takeaway that we had and jacob i'm gonna start with you um seems like turnovers and drops really really kind of killed killed the jaguars in this game um yeah and
1: surprisingly well before we get started can we just acknowledge how all three of us were Horribly wrong when we did our season preview show, saying at best this team was what six wins, seven
0: wins. I think most of us said like five and eleven, six and ten, seven and
1: Yeah, and I'm glad I
0: was wrong on it. By the way, (laughs) yeah, so happy I was uh, wrong. (laughs) Don't ever take any
1: advice from us and go to Vegas with it because we won't be responsible. (laughs) That being said, um, yeah, turnovers, crucial drops as always. We had four turnovers. The Titans only got six points off of it, so I guess that was a good thing, but we lost by five, so and uh just looking at that final score and all the stats, that was just an ugly game.
2: Like ugly. It was it was atrocious to say the least. And um well, I will say this. The defense came to play. Alright, so this game in no way, shape or form. I know somebody came at me on Twitter when I said that uh Blake Bortles was part of the issue. I won't say he was the full issue here, but um yeah, but on the on the turnovers, those are what that is essentially what hurt the Jacksonville Jaguars. As the one with uh, Keelan Cole occurred like on a thirty or thirty five, which I mean that easy chip shot field goal for Ryan Suck up there. And uh the other one was the Jadon Mickens one, which um, also occurred uh, deep in the Jags' own territory. So that was another chip shot by um, But And it also goes to show you how hard that defense played to keep the Titans out of the end zone on both of those occasions. Because, you know, the game could have gotten ugly had they scored seven on those. Oh, but, yeah. um, you know, they essentially those guys bail Blake Bortles out to a point where he could have still won this game. Okay, so uh, that being said, I, I in no shape, way, or form will put this one on the defense. And I, I will say this because we did mention this before the podcast. Leonard Fournette looked okay, in um, you know, in his attempt to help the Jaguars win, so I won't put it on him either. I think it's just turnovers and quarterback play that is boiled down to. And that's
1: been a theme since Bortles has gotten there,
2: so.
0: I <laughs> I think that's the thing too that we kind of knew all season long is that the the defense just it has such a heavy load to carry that you hope that it's just not too much. I mean Blake's got to do something. That's the next the the next takeaway we had here. Blake Bortles didn't exactly help Jacksonville's case to to win this game. Um, the two interceptions didn't necessarily cost any points, um but he'll still need to take better care of the ball. We saw a lot of mis- you know kind of remember Vert to the Blake of old um, that we've seen a lot, uh, you know, you know, seen most of his career against uh, San Francisco. I think he had what three interceptions? Was it against San Francisco? I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, yeah. two, against Tennessee, and then uh, it, as soon as you get a little, co- a little bit of confidence in this guy, unfortunately, bad Blake came back out. Um, maybe you know, hopefully things will get back going. Uh, whenever he gets Marquise Lee back, so you know he'll have the, the receiving core almost back at full strength, of course, with minus A Rob J- Jalen Strong, if you've got a feel for that guy, gets that <sighs> crazy, <craziest>, I mean <sighs>
1: that, that
0: poor guy. But you know, like like you say guys, Blake didn't exactly, you know, do do his part either. What's I mean, what do you gotta say about that? What do what, what, what now? What Blake are we gonna get? Uh, the Go so, ahead, James. Well, thankfully,
2: the the um, Buffalo Bills defense isn't all that good. No disrespect to the Bills, and uh, shout outs to Robert Quinn at Bills Wire. But um, these are typically when you look at the games that Blake Bortles has come back from and kind of going on like like a you know a streak that he did in in early December. These are the kind of games that kind of like he bounced back on and goes on those kind of streaks. So um, you know, if, if classic example. Uh, When coming into the last matchup with the Colts, he was a little cold then Uh, he got in there. The Colts, as we all know, are kind of ranked at the bottom of the league in most major defensive categories. He lit them up and he didn't turn around until like mid-December, which, you know, we we saw with the 49ers and the last game with the Titans. So, um, you know, I will say that I do think he can bounce back. Um, Just, you know, make sure you take care of the ball. Uh, No, don't allow any strict uh, strip sacks. And uh, don't throw any interceptions. And we should be good in this game. So, uh, you know, ultimately time will tell. But I I will say despite how cold he is now, I'm confident heading forward in terms of the next game.
1: I mean, we have no choice to be but confident in Blake because who do we have behind him? That that's guy. how I honestly feel. It's like anything
0: it's the, is possible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like de facto confidence. It's like, well, I ain't got nothing else behind you that's really better. So it's like, mmm. Yeah, all right, you know what? But he did have a lights out stretch from week 12 to week 16, to week 15. It was about it was 13 to 15, where he was just lights out. Yep. And if I could get half of that, I'm happy. But I just had to look at Blake against the Titans this year, which somehow, despite losing two games to them this year, we still won the division. Way to suck outside of your division, Tennessee. <laughs> Bortles went 35 for 68. He had one touchdown to four picks. And uh, he got sacked twice in both games. Surprisingly, he just did not look good compared to his other games, including that San Fran game. So apparently, the Titans have his number, but we're playing the Bills because the Ravens couldn't get in the playoffs. So hey, there you go.
2: Speaking of which, not not the Ravens, but on the whole Tennessee thing, the positive I took from this, and I it's a very very good positive. I ain't just pumping sunshine here though. It's that. <laughs> When you look at what happened in that game, ultimately, the Jags allowed uh, the Titans to keep Mike Malarkey. And I'm fine with that. If Because if we can get a quarterback, you know what I'm saying? If we can get a quarterback, that team is very beatable. I think we can run about 40 points on them next year with the right person at Signal Caller yeah. personally. And I mean, like, I, I've, I've never been a Mike Malarkey fan. His, his scheme is outdated. And I, I just don't see how the titans made it this far so i mean you they like wore, exotic smash mouth i mean i like i like doug marone <laughs> smash mouth i don't like old school single back smash mouth with two tight ends and 1950 smash mouth you know what i'm saying
1: <laughs> but <laughs> it's exotic here's the thing though malarkey will probably get fired if the chiefs wake up and curve stop them like they should like he's probably gonna get fired so
0: we'll see i I hope so frustrating i I just don't think tennessee's very it's so frustrating because i don't think tennessee is a very good team they're not them for them to beat us twice is just so frustrating like at least get a split you know i can understand in any given year division teams they play with each other all the time at least get a split man that's what really irritates me but hey what's done is done you know tennessee and jackson i mean they're definitely my most uh disliked rival in this uh in this conference for, for very obvious reasons, but you know, well, uh, yeah, like I said, we're on to, they're on to Buffalo. They don't, they don't get, they don't get Tennessee again. I, I secretly kind of wanted Tennessee because I just, like I said, feel like we're so much better than them, but Hey, we get, we got who we got. So um, another thing, another one of the takeaways you guys touched on it here just a little bit ago, Leonard Fournette getting some momentum going into the postseason. not a, not a crazy, you know, crazy stat line for him. 19 carries, 69 yards, also had, uh, what I believe it was uh, four catches, for 67 yards out of the backfield. He did uh, eclipse 1,000 yards in the process. So he's going to be obviously a huge, a huge part of the Jaguar success going forward. Not just him, but the running game as a whole. Jay, I think you and I are pretty happy that we've been seeing a whole lot more of T.J. Yeldon and not Chris Ivory. I don't even remember <laughs> uh, Chris Ivory. Get it? let me see. Chris Ivory. Did he have any? No, he was know, inactive. Carries, the last um, game. He was inactive. Yeah, yeah I mean you would have thought he was an inactive even when he was, you know, playing, but that's whatever. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <but> between him. <laughs> you know, dude. I'd like to see I'd like to see Corey Grant get some more carries too. You know, I mean, yeah, he's mm-hmm. he's had fumbling issues in the past, but you know, just that change up in speed, man, I would like to see him a lot more. Um What what are you guys looking for, for from the running game specifically? heading into this playoff game. We already touched on the Bills' defense not very good. Do we have a chance to exploit the defense there?
1: Um, depends upon which Fournette shows up and which Heldon. But uh, Fournette put up a 1,000 yards, and he missed, what, three games this year?
0: Yep.
1: That's pretty impressive. But honestly, I feel like, yeah, the Bills don't have Marcel Darius because he's on our sideline now. So and they're 29th in the league should be a field day but the last time we went up against a lowly ranked run
2: defense fournette did not have that good of a day
1: but I feel like he's running hot so he should be good
2: yeah the the same here and um another thing to take into account is like we said with um with ivory he he hasn't been all that good but at times uh when, when he comes in against a defense that isn't good against the run he's shown flashes of brilliance so you know there's that um, But, yeah, I, I think, yeah, going into this game, I think Fournette's fine. I'm Not in terms of, like, I, I know he's a little banged up and whatnot, but I think he will be fine in terms of putting up the necessary yardage to beat the Buffalo Bills. As Jacob said, they are without Marcel Darius. And a lot of Bills fans tend to deny that. That's the reason that, you know, they're struggling against the run. But, I mean, <laughs> like, facts don't lie. Like, you don't just randomly, you know, let – Alvin Kamara and, and, and Ingram run for like 500 yards on you The you know, as soon as you trade the guy that was known as your best run blocker. But, uh, you know, that's another story for another time. Um, but, yeah, that being said, I think uh, Leonard Fournette should be fine and we can lean
0: on him this
2: game at least uh, to get us the W.
0: Is he healthy, though, Jay? Have you heard anything about that? Is he still not 100 percent?
2: No, you know what, I haven't heard much on that, but I just looking at that Titans game and how he ran and the authority he ran with, he looks healthier. I'll say that. I don't know if he's 100%, but he looked at least <clears throat> 85 to 90% the way he was running against the Titans. And maybe it was because, you know, it's a division rival and we just don't like those guys. Uh, but he did look uh, somewhat like the Leonard Fournette in the beginning of the season, the guy that we saw against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is a good thing.
1: Oh, great. So he'll be begging some poor Bills cornerback to try to
2: light him up. (laughs) You know what? We'll talk on this later, but the Bills actually have good cornerbacks. Uh, I don't know if they want to go toe to toe with him. though.
0: (laughs) Man, I just think the defining moment for him just the whole season was just when he's eye to eye with that Steelers player and just tells him to come on, man, let's do this and just lowers his shoulder, man. That was uh, that was a uh, (laughs) like I said, I think the defining moment of his rookie year. So, um, now going to back to our side of things, the run defense did look significantly better, um, against Tennessee, um, limiting to 230, uh, limiting the Titans to 232 total net yards. Aside from that Derrick Henry screen pass, um, for the most part, as we mentioned before, the defense really kept us in that game, you know, between all those pro bowlers, Yannick, who should be a pro bowler, Telvin should be a pro bowler also. Um, but yeah, what did you guys see out of the you know the, the run defense that they were able to uh um you know take kind of take advantage of against Tennessee?
2: Um well yeah, with yeah, the the run defense looked significantly better. And I think it was because uh Todd Wash when if when you look like deep into the game, he played the safeties a lot closer to the line of scrimmage. That includes Tashawn Gibson. And I, I think a lot of it was because we knew that the uh the Titans don't really have that many weapons to throw to aside from um, Delaney Walker, which we shut him down to. Uh, But yeah, that being said, like I think what it boils down to is the scheming that Todd Wash used in that game as the, um, the safeties, they were like going through gaps like crazy. I know I seen Tashawn Gibson in the backfield plenty of times as well as Barry church. And um, I mean, with that scheme, you have to be careful with, when you do that because it's, it's a scheme where if, if one person's out of place, the, you know, the whole thing can get screwed up and somebody can run for like 80 yards from, for against you. So uh, that being said, I think they will play the Bills a lot like they play the Titans because in a lot of ways they're similar. And if they play the way they did against the Titans, the Jacksonville Jaguars absolutely should win this game, no questions asked.
1: Defenses, uh, defensively speaking, right? Not the offense. We we don't need to repeat the last week.
2: Yeah, yeah. Defensively speaking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just feel
1: like Todd Wash, kind of after that whole embarrassment in San Francisco, because honestly the defense looked bad, and he got out-skimed by Shanahan and company, mm-hmm. I felt like he had something to prove, and luckily he happened to face a team with no offensive weapons in a passing game other than Delaney Walker who was basically a non-factor. So it allowed him time to kind of prep because I think in his mind he was thinking, okay, we're probably going to see the Titans again. And if we get past them, we'll probably see. We would be probably the highest seed, So we probably get Pittsburgh again. So he's probably preparing and thinking ahead Mm -hmm. of Antonio Brown and so forth. Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, what you said about him getting out schemed in um in San Francisco with with Shanahan and again like the thing about Shanahan is he's a brilliant offensive mind like he's gonna out-scheme a lot of people and people gonna be looking crazy at the end of the day but um yeah I don't think that sat well with Todd Wash though um despite how brilliant he is and uh yeah he had something to prove and he absolutely proved it against the Titans
0: not to. You get too off topic here, but man, the 49ers have a lot to look forward to, man. I, I wanted Jimmy G from the, from the beginning, and you know people are starting to see why now. So um, the very last takeaway, which will actually lead into our next topic, is that Jacksonville came out of this game pretty uh, predominantly healthy, So, which was the main concern, I think, for a lot of us. You don't want to see anybody go down on defense. Um, Most likely we will get Marquise Lee back as well as Cam Robinson and even possibly nose tackle uh, Avery Jones. Um, Now, Jay, we kind of talked about earlier in the week uh, about the injury report. You want to go over that as far as um, what's going on? TJ Yelda didn't practice. LaShawn McCoy continues to mispractice. What's going on with the injury report for both teams?
2: Yeah, so I'm going to pull it up real quick. But last time I checked off the top of my head, uh, speaking of Avery Jones, who you just mentioned, uh, he actually went from limited to full today. So that's a good sign that he'll probably play. Uh, that being said, because he's been out with the back injury. And, and as people know, back injuries are kind of tricky. You know, like they're kind of hard to gauge and they can either worsen if you don't go about them the right way. Uh, so uh, kudos for the Jags for holding him back uh, against the the Titans, which was a good idea because Darius had a good game anyway. Uh, so that being said, expect him back into the lineup, even though now I will make the notion that I think they might start Darius over Jones this week because of the whole Buffalo fact and how well he played last week. So we'll see. But uh, other than that, T.J. Yeldon was added to the injury report, as you mentioned, Phil, with the illness. Um, Hopefully they can get that cleared up and he'll be ready to go because we'll need him. Um, Brandon Linder was an add to the injury report as well Uh, with a shoulder injury. He was limited. Uh, I think he'll be able to go in the end. Um, but the one to watch is Cam Robinson, and he was full today. So that's a good sign because uh, Josh Wells is absolutely horrendous at left tackle, <laughs> as we all saw. And that's part of the reason we lost, too. Uh, that's that's part of the reason why I kind of can't fault Bortles for some of the plays he made because Wells did not do him any favors, and Brian Arakpo absolutely demolished him. So Cam was full, and that's a good thing going for it because Josh Wells would probably get killed by Hughes, uh, Jerry Hughes, that is, uh, if we face the Bills um without Robinson. So, um, in terms of the Bills injury report, the big one to look out for there is of course McCoy. I don't think he'll practice all week, and he'll still go for the game, um, kind of like they said Marquise Lee will. And uh, the other one to watch was Jordan Mills, who was limited. That's their right tackle. Even though he's the weak leak in their offensive line, uh, that's an injury worth watching because um, if they have to put in a backup there, the Jaguars could use that uh, as a matchup to exploit. So uh, there you have it. Um, Just looking at this, uh, what did Joe Webb get to Buffalo? I I said that (laughs) the other day, man. I was like, "Wait, Joe Webb is in Buffalo? Didn't he come from Minnesota?"
1: Joe Webb, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And he was in Carolina. He was Cam's backup
2: the Super Bowl year for the Panthers. And my the the bigger question is, how did the backup quarterback get on the injury report? You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes you wonder what kind of practices they run it, bro. uh I got another question.
1: How did Joe Webb not get the start over Nathan Peterman when they bitched Tyrod Taylor? That's a good question.
0: I got so many questions
1: (laughs) for Buffalo right now.
0: You know, obviously, I want. You know, Jaguars are going to the Super Bowl. That's obvious. If, for some way, Buffalo wins, Mm -hmm. I hope Tyrod Taylor takes this team to the Super Bowl, wins, and then then leaves. And then leaves (laughs) Buffalo. (laughs) And then goes somewhere else. I mean, just the way that they treated that guy. I would love to have Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod, if if you're listening, you're not. If you somehow come across this clip, we would love to have you here Come on in to
1: Duval. Blake Bottles yeah. will show you a nice little place to go hang out at. Man, tell me. At <laughs> least we know he'll,
0: he'll take care of the ball. The <laughs> definitely knows all the spots. Oh,
2: he'll he'll definitely take care of the ball oh, man. too, man. Like I looked at the uh, statistic. Yeah. I think he's like tied for Alex Smith with the lowest interception ratio, which is like he's, 0.1% or something. He's man. not a bad quarterback. He's a top half quarterback,
1: top half of the league quarterback, like. What do you want in Buffalo? It's Buffalo for crying
2: out loud. Yeah. I think they, they just have an issue that he hangs on to the ball too long. So I, I think that might be the biggest issue. But aside Probably from that, he's start. he's you know, he's uh pretty decent to me. I mean also you play in Brady's
1: division, you're not gonna win it until he hangs it up, so um,
2: Which I wish was soon, but you know, <laughs> that's another story for another time. No, but
1: really, can we get the Bills, somebody from the Bills Wire on this week? Because I've got serious questions about Joe Webb and a lot of other things in Buffalo for this playoff matchup. I,
2: I tell you what, we'll get Robert Quinn, the Bills Wire manager, we'll get him on for a, a pregame podcast or a postgame podcast, should I say. And uh, he he could give us the answer to that.
0: I got questions, man. I got a lot of friends in Buffalo, Tonawanda, New York, to be specific. It's right outside of Buffalo. and I got a lot of Hypothetical money, I'll just put it that way. Writing on this game, so uh, really, really excited. It just, you know, it's the fact these two fan bases. It's it's unfortunate because these both these teams, both these fan bases have you know, have fans and players that have waited a long time for this, and someone's story is going to end very, very soon. Buffalo's, but someone's story unfortunately <laughs> isn't going to last very long. So hey, I'm very excited. Game, um, we've kind of mixed it, mixed in a little bit of the keys to victory for this Sunday's upcoming game. Um, obviously, getting Leonard Fournette going, mix in some play action as Buffalo is ranked 20th against the pass. Uh, limit the uh, limit the turnovers. The last couple of games have not been doing very, uh, haven't done very well protecting the football. Um, and then also stop the run, whether it be a, a less than 100% LaShawn McCoy, Tyrod Taylor, or backup running back Mike Tolbert, especially containing Taylor. Um, as we mentioned, you know, can be a a runner too. Which one of those keys to victory do you guys think is going to be the most important, Tyrod?
2: Yeah, definitely Tyrod. Because like, like you said with with McCoy, man, like how much can he do on a a gimpy ankle? I mean, especially for him. Like I would know this about Lashawn McCoy because he's one of my favorite running backs in the league, and he's one of those cut running backs like the guys the guys that like to cut a lot. AKA, you know, Devontae Freeman, all of the other guys that I've raved about in the past that I like watching on film. So like for him, an uh, ankle injury is a real big deal. And I if I was the Jaguars I wouldn't say I wouldn't worry about him if he was on the field, but you know, it's only so much he can do with a gimpy ankle. I mean, and when you get taken out on a stretcher, on a cart, AKA, I mean, I guess you could say, uh, you know, that's a pretty significant injury and you can You know, you have to question if he should be back this soon if he does indeed play. So, yeah, Taylor for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, but also, didn't Shady put up decent numbers running in like two feet of snow? So, (laughs) yes, I'm just saying, but uh, yes, that's true. it's definitely Tyrod simply because he, like we mentioned, he's tied with Alex Smith for like the least, like the lowest interception percentage in the league. Yeah, sure. Maybe he doesn't hold on to the ball too long, but he's not going to throw it away. Mm-hmm. And he has wills, which if he can get past that front line, it's going to create a problem for Miles Jack and Telvin Smith. And I would honestly probably put one of those two and just spy him the whole game yeah. with safety help over the top.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's funny you mentioned that because um when you look at the Jags defense, especially like he scares me. Tyrod Taylor I'm talking about here against the Jags base defense you know in first and second down when Puzzlesny is on the field And, and a lot of you know a lot of the 49ers success was against like our base defense when you know in first and second down when they they basically took advantage of Paul Puzzlesny in that game and I think you know the Bills could scheme up and do the same thing so like me personally, oh, yeah. man, I, I'm i the type that would go as far as saying, you know, even though it's his first playoff game. You got to sit, Puzz. Yeah, man, you got to sit him, man. You got to come up with some some speed at that middle linebacker position because, you know, like teams that the smart coordinators will uh, take advantage of this that as Kyle Shanahan did. And they will make the Jags, you know, elite defense look foolish ultimately.
0: So uh, oh, yeah. that,
2: that'll be something worth watching. I think if that's I'm the first road.
0: time the word speed and Paul Puzlesny have ever been said. Puz, if you're listening, we love
1: you. We Honestly, do, we do.
0: We really love you. <laughs> but class yeah. act, I'm the, man. He's
1: yeah. a class act. <laughs> If I'm the Bills, I'm watching that 49ers tape, especially the first quarter and the first half. And I'm just going right there, right there, right there, right there. <laughs> Yes. And also, that is why I said Telvin Smith and Miles Jack and not Puz, because those two at least have a remote chance of keeping near Tyrod. I don't want to see Puz get his ankles broken by Tyrod in, in <laughs> his first playoff game. I don't just and I getting don't.
2: a little off topic here, man. You know, somebody who got surprisingly good speed while we talking about that. Is Yannick, I mean, true. well, I wouldn't say surprisingly good because he, he did test well at the combine, but Yannick Gakwe, man, like that scoop and score. I was like, dude, this dude can run, man. He got some wheels and not he only a beast,
0: man, I yeah, can't dude. believe that guy's not in the, in the Pro Bowl. Like I already said that it's ridiculous. What, what you no want to do, put hands? the
2: whole defense on the Pro Bowl?
0: Yeah, well, none of them are going to get to go anyway because we're going to play in the Super Bowl. But exactly. <laughs> so it's a moot point slightly. That's true.
2: That's true. It would be nice for them to get a little Orlando vacation, but you know. Boom. Yeah, oh, they can just go
0: to. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half down the road. I'm sure right, they really right. want to go to Orlando. Let's
1: go down 95 <laughs> and just hop on I four
0: Boom, right to Orlando. What's up, guys? Uh, I I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they they just go. They can just go to Orlando whenever they want. So yeah, they I'm sure they they probably won't go anyway. So true that. True that. <laughs> They need to stop playing the game. Anyway, I don't know. We're not going to talk about it. Too. But like the Pro Bowl is, it shouldn't even be a game. Honestly, they should just, okay, these guys are in the Pro Bowl. Season's over, you know. So like, that should be that should be it. I don't even know what they what they do down there. So anyway, what were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about Yannick and Gakwe's, uh surprise oh, yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> But yeah, dude, that dude's fast, man. They even dropped him in coverage. By the way, in one play I saw there. And, like, I think that was kind of telling of his speed, too. So, um, you know, Tyrod, man, look out, man. You get out of that pocket, bro. <laughs> don't expect to run every lineman on the field because uh, Yannick might uh, hawk you down if he, <laughs> if he uh, going full speed. Yeah, and also, Tyrod, slide and get out of bounds
1: because we like you. You're probably not going to be a Buffalo after this year, so <laughs> yeah. we don't want damaged goods. Yeah. Piece, so. Plus Nathan Peterman. So,
2: yeah. <laughs> Poor Nate. <laughs> Not
0: at all. Well, one thing's for sure, guys, is going to be an atmos, uh, an atmos, op- a- awesome atmosphere. <laughs> Combine like two words, like two words that together. An <laughs> atmosphere, an I awesome atmosphere. That. At Everbank Field, man, the tarps are gone. It's going to be like thirty degrees. something like that. It's going to be, it's going to be weird, man. But yeah, hey, sure. when they get to host. A playoff game. Tail they, they beer. Activities. Man, listen, Buffalo. I, Till ice cream. Jacksonville. Jacksonville is a classy town, man. Don't bring any of those extracurricular oh. tailgate activities <laughs> to Jacksonville. Okay?
1: You know what? I, I should just go tailgate. Not even go to the game. I should just tailgate just to see if I can see any of that firsthand.
2: bro. it's probably going to be like some bcb and bills mafia throwdowns out there man because i like, feel say we're a classy city man And <laughs> the, the bills fan, so classy <laughs> the bills bro they might bring that noise with them man listen, which hold on. Like, listen,
0: like okay jacksonville makes buffalo look like okay make or buffalo makes jacksonville i should say look like a penthouse suite man i'm saying like i've been to, okay you know what i've been to buffalo <laughs> Okay. I mean, they
1: are in Eastern New York, and there's nothing.
0: In <laughs> I love, I loved it there. People were super nice. But, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And man. We got the beach. We got the amphitheater. Now you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it's 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 the place to be. Okay. We got pools. None we of, no, no, no. We're winter. not. Fill, you're not filling the Everbank pools with blue cheese and <laughs> ketchup. And so, stay away. <laughs> stay away from our pools. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, guys. Like this has gotten off oh, on a wow, weird. Man. Hey, shout weird out candy. to Bills
2: Mafia though, man. <laughs> they they no,
0: you know, man. they they
2: deserve this too just as much as us, man. We ain't no, knocking y'all, but we just saying, man, just just keep it classy when y'all come here, man. Look, I just can't wait to see some
1: Bills fan get suplexed into like an inflatable pool full of sand. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz it's going to happen. Like off the back of somebody's truck, right into an inflatable pool full of sand. And we'll have no clue where that sand came from.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, where did, how do did they get it in here? <laughs>
1: but it's going to happen.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> Listen, yeah, but man, two like
2: two uh, fan, deserving fan bases, man. They definitely deserve this, man.
0: Bills Mafia, though, they 100%. I'm uh, having a good time. But, like, seriously, though, that fan base is... They definitely, definitely deserve it. And and those players that have been there for a while, Kyle Williams, that's an awesome story. Um, But but yeah, I can honestly say if like I said, it's not going to happen. But if somehow Buffalo wins this game, I'm rooting for them to get to the Super Bowl. I I would love to see that happen. But just so Tyron could do something Jim
1: Kelly could never do.
0: Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and then leave. Blake Bortles has never lost uh, four straight Super Bowls. So, so Blake, Bortles Blake, facts, Blake Bortles man, facts. I love <laughs> it, man. shout out, shout out to Blake Bortles facts. So uh, Blake Bortles and Tom Brady have also combined for five Super Bowl wins. So that's also pretty pretty great too. So Amen. yeah, <laughs> shout out to BB uh, BB five. You know, so um, all right guys. Well, hey, this kind of got off on a weird weird tangent, here, but I think it's time for us to. To wrap it up, man, we got this this awesome weekend coming up, and uh, I know the Jaguar fans and the, and of course the the team itself are gonna are gonna represent. We also obviously want to make sure you guys are can check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Audio Boom, Jaguars Wire on Facebook and Twitter. Jay Jacob, plug yourselves, man. What are we working on? What's coming up in 2018? And then we're gonna close this thing out.
2: Oh yeah, man, uh, plenty of. of- postseason coverage man you know hopefully we'll be doing some super bowl coverage that would be amazing um so uh yeah stay tuned Minnesota, here we come yeah i'm telling you man <laughs> i already start like planning in my mind man but uh yeah plenty of uh more uh content on the buffalo bills i'm probably going to do some matchups to watch Um going to keep an eye out on their injury situation as well as ours because health is going to be key Um, and of course on game day and, uh, on the the day before on Saturday, there'll be, uh, plenty of content on the like personnel matchups again, and, uh, this, that, and the other takeaways from the game, uh, instant analysis, you name it. So, uh, stay tuned, uh, jaguarswire.usatoday.com.
1: Uh, yeah, as far as I go, uh, Basketball season is starting for me, but uh, that's irrelevant because I'm going to manage to watch the Jags and help uh, James provide some content. And also, come a high water, I will get to the bottom line of how Joe Webb ended up in Buffalo <laughs> and ended up on the injury report as
2: the third string quarterback. We need to know this, bro. For real, for real. We you actually know what? At, to get after this. It. I'm gonna actually hit up Robert Quinn because he just sent me some questions for the Q and A, and be like, Robert, we need you on the post season, uh, on the uh, post game show ASAP. We got some like questions that legit need to be answered, bro.
0: Well, you got to make sure that you catch us, you know, next week on the Joe Webb podcast. Um, so that's gonna be, <laughs> gonna be super, uh, super ex- uh, to watch here. Give me just a second, here, guys.
2: you got to get the sound effects
0: all right <laughs> uh well no, i had to answer a phone call really quick oh, my okay. bad um i thought you were gonna get the sound <laughs> effects <laughs> cracking bro. <laughs> professional work well, We yeah I we guess. uh <laughs> so yeah we, you know like you said a lot of hopefully a lot of super bowl coverage coming up guy or you know playoff and super bowl coverage coming your way, man. It's been an awesome season. I've had a lot, had a lot of fun with you guys. Uh, Jay, as always, thank you so much for letting us be a part of this as we come up on the one-year anniversary of the Jaguars Wire. It's been an awesome journey. Um, for me, of course, I'm based out of here, uh, based out here in Dallas, Texas. Um, next, uh, Starting next month, February 8th to the 10th, I'll be at Hyenas Plano. February 22nd to the 24th, I'll be at Hyenas Dallas. March 1st to the 3rd, Fort Worth, I'll be hosting out there, so check me out. Phil the Filipino, F-I-L-I- P-I-N-O. As always, guys, everybody stay safe. Go Jaguars. Can't wait for this weekend, and we will see you next time.